Welcome to Hour of Devastation, the weekly Magic the Gathering podcast where we talk all things Magic the Gathering. I'm your host, Joe Loudon, and with me as always, it's Sam Neil. Hiya. How are you doing this week, Sam? It's hot, isn't it? It is. It's incredibly hot. Incredibly hot. It's been like 31 degrees today, I think, at the peak. Oof. Which, I know, I, like, there's always discourse about like, Americans being like, that's not hot. So we don't have air conditioning and uh, our infrastructure is for keeping houses warm. Um, so it keeps all the heat in. <laughs> and it's there's, uh, there's a big scrapyard not too far away from me that uh, exploded this morning because it was so hot. All, uh-huh. the, yeah. all the cars were just heating up and there was a, it was a massive fire through most of the day. Sick. Yeah, like most of our... Uh, speaking of trains, I was about to at least. <laughs> yeah, like I, our houses are built for insulation because it's predominantly colder here, and uh, railways are like built to withstand cold weather. And if it gets up a certain temperature, the, uh, if the tracks get too hot, they literally just melt and mm-hmm. stop working. So like the country isn't built to be yeah. hot, so I'm allowed to complain about the hot weather. <laughs> it's also no, quarter past. Quarter past eight in the evening and it's twenty-seven degrees. That's not right. It's not. It's not. <sighs> but yeah, I've just been trying not to melt all day. Fortunately, I wasn't working today because I was working all weekend and after the day off. Um, but I've just been sat in my pants all day. I'm not having a good day. <laughs> it's, too, it's too warm. Man. It's too warm. It is. It is very, very warm. Uh, and you know, also it's Freedom Day, so that's terrifying. Yeah. Um, and I'm just going to pretend like it's April 2020 again and never leave my house again. Yeah, I mean, it kind of looks like that across the board, doesn't it? It's, uh... Well, when they're saying like they were, they were predicting a certain amount of cases, hospitalizations, and deaths by you know three weeks after they lift all the restrictions, and that that number has already be, come and been surpassed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and people were already living under some restrictions, and now there are people queuing up outside nightclubs at midnight last night waiting to get in um, yeah man it's just I don't want to leave my house anymore again so uh, so I won't be because I am yep. fortunate enough that I live with someone I like and I have lots of things to keep myself busy in my house so <laughs> yep me too 100% it's very much same old same old for me um, it's going to continue as, as, as I'm doing it sucks but at the same time I'm also one of the lucky ones so yeah absolutely yeah but we did manage to uh, to run pre-release this weekend. Yeah, so how was that? Fun, happy news. It was it was cool. Um, on so we ran Friday evening at FNM. We had twelve people doing pre-release. And Saturday we were meant to have ten, but only nine showed up. So I had to play. That was fun. Uh, and then Sunday we had twelve as well. Uh, nice. People were just excited to play pre-release again because there hasn't been a pre-release since Theorist Beyond Death that people have been able to play in paper. Sweet. That sounds like a like a really good number of players as well. Where like it's yeah, big definitely. enough that it feels like a like a you know special magic event, but not so big that it becomes like a like a health risk. Yeah, well, it's the last event we're running for a while. We've decided to cancel our install play again. Yeah. Uh, because of all of the reasons I just talked about, uh, we've been cautious and we'd rather, you know, look silly for having been closed when it would have been safe to op- to be opened and risk the health of staff and customers. Yeah, definitely makes sense. So yeah, we're not doing... So we had four weeks of FNM, and it was really nice and really fun to have people in the store again, but now we're just going to be a bit cautious and not do that again. Um, but we ended it with a with a weekend-long pre-release, so it's a nice way to end it for a while, I guess. Yeah, that's really cool. But yeah, people seem to have fun. Uh, on Sunday, we had uh, a dad bring down his two kids, and 
they'd gotten into Magic and he had learned how to play the game over lockdown uh, just so they had someone to play against which was really really nice and then this previous was the first time they'd ever played against someone that wasn't a member of their family <laughs> so that was really really nice um, that's cool that's really cool good to hear that yeah like, I think we're like what, 11 or 14 ish um, that was really really cool uh, it's just it's nice seeing people get excited about stuff and they like bought a couple of booster packs and opened some extremely dog shit rares but were very very excited about them which is really cool yeah. um, and it was just it was pretty nice and some people came down from, from fairly far away so I could hang out with people I haven't seen in a while and it was just good and also it, it, it eventually they've got rooms so it's like a pretty fun sealed format so that's nice yeah yeah I, I've done one draft of it I haven't played any sealed yet but I kind of really want to and did one draft of it on Magic Online and the limited format's sweet really really cool um, yeah red white equipment seems like actually very good like yeah, I know I got, it's, I got it's, by that. it's always kind of like the like the Boris limited archetype but like it actually seems good and actually seems playable in this one yeah it seems uh, like something to go for, nice. for sure rather than yeah. just being a thing you could but probably won't yeah uh, but yeah I mean I <laughs> so, so like I said on Saturday we had 10 people signed up and one of them just didn't show up so 8 minutes before the start of round 1 I opened a previous pack and built a deck I had eight minutes to build a deck, and my previous promo was Nadar, Ooh, the, nice. the white the white thing that ventures on ETB and attack. Dragon Knight, yeah. Yeah, and then my first booster pack I opened in Eliwick Tumblestrom. Nice. So I was like, okay, green white adventures, easy. <laughs> I just <laughs> pulled pretty much every green white card out of my pool and put it together, and I went two two. Sweet. That was fun. Yeah. It's yeah, all right. Not bad. I managed bad. to complete the dungeon of the Mad Mage. Yeah. But that's, that's the long one, right? Where the paths yeah, are actually yeah. big when you get to the end. I completed that twice in one game. Nice. If that gives you any idea of how stupid my deck was. And my opponent, I, I completed it once, and then in the same turn went into the second room of, that, of the same dungeon again, and my opponent didn't concede, I was, I was confused, but uh, I had my fun. That's sweet. Yeah, that sounds really good. Sounds really good. Yeah, I, yeah. It, was, it, was, it was good fun. It was impromptu, and I really should have been working, but also having a buy at the first period someone has done in a, a year and a half would be extremely bad, so yeah. uh, I thought and it means the store got to open some booster packs and add it to our stock, I guess <laughs> yeah. it was really I, fun, it was a fun weekend yeah, totally, Like I really like the, like the dungeon mechanic, like a lot I think it, yeah, for sure. it is not as complicated as, as I thought it might have been but it is, I think it's it's complex in, in the right way in, in the good way, like you, you have so many different, like you potentially have so many different options, different Sort of branching pathways to take in in limited is is a, is a really big game sometimes it's yeah fantastic uh, I managed to in the draft that I played I ended up like drafting like an Esper Dungeons deck which was really sweet I got the the legendary that's like if you adventure into a dungeon that effect triggers twice oh, uh, and then there was another one which if you've completed a dungeon you can get a creature back from your graveyard or something I can't remember what it was mm -hmm. but <laughs> I had I just a, lo a whole load of like Esper Dungeon Synergy going on and yeah it was fantastic really really cool love that that mechanic yeah it, the whole the whole set seems really fun and it was just it, you know there, there were some people who were really into D&D &D, who were really excited to play like with certain characters or certain things from the set and, and it just seems like a good limited set in general and it's just fun like even if like like we said several times we don't know the lore that well yeah. if at all um the flavor's just really fun, even if you don't know anything about Dungeons and Dragons. Like, with all the flavor text words and stuff, like, I, I, it was like you happen upon a statue or something for that card. Um, one of the modes is venturing to the dungeon, create a treasure, and that's called Steal Its Eyes. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's fun. You know, cast, uh, do this, stigmatize. It's fun. Yeah. Um, and it all seems a little bit more whims- whimsical than regular magic. Yeah. It's one of the things I liked about Kaladesh that it all seemed a little bit happier, a little bit more vibrant, a little bit more fun. And I think this sort of captures that same feeling in that everything's not quite as doom and gloom as regular magic. Like, the characters are fun, everything's more fun. But I, I might actually re-download Arena and do some drafts of the set. Sweet. That's how much I enjoyed it. So good job, Wizards. You got a magic player to play more magic. Which was <laughs> <laughs> which is definitely the intention of this set, right? Yeah, totally. Totally, totally. Sweet, how was your week? Uh, it's it's been fine, like very, very uneventful as per usual. Uh I did that, that draft at Magic Online um D and D draft, which was it was fun. It was a lot of fun, we'd totally do it again. And uh, also been playing a bit of, of uh, twenty twenty two standard again and yeah, like getting the hang of the, the dice twin deck a little bit more. It's not very good. It's not a very good deck at all, but it's uh it's it's splinter twin most of the time. That's pretty cool, right? I guess, if you like splinter twin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it plays um Delina the Wild Mage, so it's a three and a red for a three two elf shaman. When it attacks, choose to creature you control, then roll a d20. So on 1 to 14, you create a tapped and attacking token that's a copy of that creature, except it's not legendary and has exile this creature at the end of combat. Or if you get 15 to 20, you create one of those tokens and then roll again. So you play Delina with uh, Pixie Guide uh, and Warrior, cl- Warrior class? Barbarian class? One of them. It is... Where has it gone? It's gone. The red class, whichever the red class is, barbarian class, which yeah. has if you would roll one or more dice instead, roll that many dice plus one and, and ignore the lowest roll. So you, you play that, that with with pixie guide as well, which also has that text. Uh, but whenever you when you attack with your Delina, you just copy a, a pixie guide. So all you've got to do essentially is, is just just get that to trigger once, and then the odds are pretty much in your favour, like ninety nine percent of the time. So. You just roll, roll and roll and roll and roll, load of dice, and then you just have infinite pixie guides. Which Sweet. is it, okay. it's Splinter Twin. It's not very good. Uh, it can't win on turn four necessarily, which was obviously was why Splinter Twin was good. Um, but it's it's fun, and it's my kind of deck, so I, I'm I'm enjoying it, enjoying playing that on Arena. Oh, imagine trying to have fun when you play Magic the Gathering. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Do that. <laughs> not, what not what I'm usually here for, but yeah, I, I'm enjoying that. I'm enjoying that. Sweet, okay. However, we did we did get something quite interesting in terms of uh, Standard 2022, which is uh, something you something you called uh, uh, last week, actually. So when we did the hit on Myth last week, uh-huh. uh, we brought up the Book of Exalted Deeds and brought up the interaction between that and Faceless Haven, the fact that or you can just put the counter on Faceless Haven because it's an angel when it's animated and then if your opponent doesn't have a way to deal with your land then that's that, that's that, your opponent can't lose the game. Uh, and it seemed to be that was happening quite a lot at Standard 2022 so is a, it's not a real format, it's just one of those made up arena only formats which uses cards from current Standard that will be legal when Standard rotates. Okay. So that means we lose Field of Ruin. We, we lose every every bit of land destruction that there is currently in Standard, essentially. Uh, 
and that that was a problem for the standard 22, uh, 2022 queues because you had people that were just playing the Book of Exalted Deeds they were putting that counter on Faceless Haven and there was no way to get rid of that not only was there no way to get rid of that there were also a, a unreasonable amount of mirror matches happening where neither player could lose the game so unless one player conceded it would just play out forever and Wizards of the Coast decided that that's probably not what we want to do it's probably not what we want to see in the format so decided to ban the Book of Exalted Deeds from uh, from Standard 2022 and then every Magic player collectively lost their minds yeah at least yeah. the ones I interacted with I, I don't understand myself like why there was so much confusion about this or why there was so much uproar about it but a lot of people seem to get really upset and or confused about the card being banned in standard 2022 on arena uh, they seem to think that the card was banned in standard on arena but was legal in standard and paper or they seem to think that it was going to be banned in standard after rotation but it wasn't banned now or they thought that I, I don't know. I don't know what they thought. Like they just, it's so many like wild takes about oh how it's confusing for, for people if you you ban it on one one platform and then keep it legal on another, and how how it wasn't banned on Magic Online and it was like, I don't know. I don't know where people read into things that just aren't there like that. It was very very bizarre. Was people were just being extremely silly. Is the thing like, I understand that it's, maybe it's like casual magic players or people that have just got into it maybe it's kind of weird that you have a format that's called standard 2020 standard 2022 and you think oh that's that's going to be standard then so maybe the naming convention isn't a great idea because that sounds like what standard's going to look like in 2022 when in fact it's not because it's going to have the Innistrad set yeah. sets set anyway there's going to be a whole new set once thrown once rotation happens Theros and Eokori rotate out yeah. So, it's not the same format. So I understand how it could be confusing with that. But people were like, <laughs> so someone someone posted a thing that was like clearly mocking people who think everything's going to kill magic, um, and said, "Oh, f banning future cards is going to kill magic," and 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 that's that was funny, and we all laughed, and then some people were like, "Yeah, it is," and we all kind of got confused. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's not going to give. It's not going to be banned in. I mean. I can't say it's not going to be banned in standard once standard rotates, but it's probably not because the reason it's banned in that format, this made-up format, which is essentially as important to Magic as Omniscient's draft, yeah, because it's not a real format and it's a format that will never exist in paper because by the time the cards that aren't legal in that format rotate out in actual standard, we will have had another set which will add Magic cards to the format. So just, um, so just end the car rising onwards, right? That's what it is. Yeah, yeah, it's Endicar Rising onwards. So it, Just it's Zendikar the... Rising onwards. Zendikar Rising 2, Adventures of the Forgotten Realms, will never exist as a standard format, ever. Yeah. It's just this made-up arena format. Um, like I said, I assume <laughs> Field of Ruin will get reprinted, or Ghost Quarter will be printed, or there'll be some kind of playable land destruction land analogue to Field of Ruin that will be printed in the Innistrad set, yeah. which will make this ineffective as a combo to play in your actual standard deck. Um... I mean, also, we still have Cleansing Wildfire, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, that's it. Like, There are cards to deal with it. I think the issue is that that format is a is a best-of-one only format as well, so it's not like you can even sideboard against sure, that. Sure. Like, whereas, at the very, very least, you, you will have some sort of land destruction spell from Zendikar that you can 
bring in from your sideboard. Like yeah, for sure. Um, and yeah, people are like it's banned. In, it's gonna be banned in standard. It's banned before it's even printed. It's like it's not. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's not banned anywhere. It's banned in a made-up format that Wizards decided that would be fun for people to play, so they could try out the new cards without throwing a Veldrain ruining everything. Yeah, it's, it's the point it's just of that like, format. Yeah, it's like when they the banned Hole Breacher from the Vintage Cube draft on Magic Online. Oh, we'll get to him. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody seemed to care or get upset about that because it was 100% the correct thing to do at the time in that that stupid draft format. Where Made up could... silly format that was just for fun. Yeah, yeah 100%. 100%. Oh, here's the card that is that is not enabling people to have fun. In fact, it is doing the opposite in most cases, so let's just get rid of it. Makes sense to me. Yeah, because it's because people want they want people to try out the new cards and see what they're like because that's fun. It's yeah. a fun thing to do, and you'll get to play them in a more similar context to the context in which they will be legal in for the longest time, right? Yeah, it's. I mean, this this particular event, this standard X event, has been like this is the third time they've done this. Like they did it in twenty nineteen. <laughs> They did it in, in 2020, now they're doing it in 2021. It's just a nice sort of pre-rotation event where you get to you get to just see what strategies may be possible or what a standard might look like when you, you get a big bulk of, of things rotated out. And it's a, it's a good way to sort of freshen up the format as well. I think a lot of people, especially currently, are sick of playing with Throne of Eldraine cards. It's a nice way to play a competitive format without having those cards too. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's a very small chance that they don't print a land destruction land. Um, yeah, and it genuinely has to get banned in that standard format uh, because maybe cleansing wildfire or whatever demolish variants we have aren't, aren't up to the up to the challenge. Uh, but I'd be surprised. And in that event, be sure get annoyed, but even then, don't get annoyed. We're talking about the same game company that printed Sahili Rai and Felidar Guardian in, in successive sets. Yeah, <laughs> and everyone kind of went, "Oh, that's stupid," and then moved on with their lives. You know, like I don't this sort of, and I am. I love being outraged and angry on the internet. I love the outrage mill, but stop engaging with it in stupid ways. <laughs> like, be angry when the War of the Spark novel is terrible, or yeah. when they take away prize support from organised play, or when they just continue to kick professional Magic players in the genitals repeatedly, or when they do something actively wrong, or when they try and steal your money or try and take money away from LGSs or any of these things not about like a card in a made up format that's a bit too good that they banned you get the wild cards refunded it doesn't or the mythic wild cards refunded it doesn't matter you, di- well, you, you, you didn't for this event but it, well then if you if you again, again thing, like if it you, does, doesn't matter because it's, it's it's one specific it's a, it's event a made up, yeah it's a made up format and if you did use wild cards to play this made up stupid very short live, short life format then you deserve to have your wildcast taken away you fool don't know it's just weird people are just weird I don't understand why they're getting so angry about stuff yeah like that no, never do I. I I genuinely do not understand why people were upset about that one but that's that's let's move on to another ban because it's not the only thing that was banned, banned last week oh yeah it's been an interesting week hasn't it so we also saw the banning of Hole Breacher in Commander and you think people were about, were upset about a, <laughs> oh, yeah. a mythic from a, a made-up format being banned? Ooh, let me tell you, uh, yeah, <laughs> I right. saw I saw some, some horrendous, like... absolutely horrendous takes on on the banning of Hole Breacher in a made-up format. You can't insult eighty percent of magic players like that. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, Hold Richard's Binding Commander, obviously, because it was a stupid card that no one that I knew ever played because it was really, really boring. Uh, and everyone got really mad because they don't have enough friends to play with Card Magic, apparently. Like, a bunch of people say, it's like, I haven't even played with it yet. It's like, well, you've had, like, six months. When did Commander Legends come out? This year? Last year? Last year, yeah. Yeah, like, uh, like so a lot of months. It was, it was meant to come out in, like, early November last year, and then came out in the markets that Wizards of the Coast actually cares about in late November, and then the rest of the world got it at some point. Yeah, like you've had over six months, over half a year to play with that card over webcam magic, which is the pl- the way that people have been predominantly playing magic this entire time. Also, people have been breaking any kind of COVID guidelines and been playing Commander in person this entire time. Also, loads of shops I know who have been running Commander Nights, you have had a chance to play this card. So I don't mean, be if, like, I have no chance to play this card. Just just say you don't have any friends, that's fine. Well, if you if you legitimately have not a chance to play the card, then Why you've, you lost bought... out on, you've lost exactly. out on nothing. Exactly, like, because you didn't you, play it. You never, you never played with the card, and now you won't play with the card, so uh-huh, nothing so lost, nothing gained. Like Exactly, it's 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 nothing. The the whole Most of the people getting angry about the fact that Hillbridge was banned for some reason is because they, they're the kind of people that pretend they play casual magic, um, but then try to build their decks like the CDH decks, but they're not good yeah. enough to be CDH decks, so they just play them against other people who are playing like... Six out of ten decks, and yeah. bully the shit out of them with their very very powerful deck that's trying to enact a combo, um, and those are the kind of people that are mad about that. Yeah, and and those people are horrible mean people <laughs> who don't deserve to have any fun. Yeah, it was, I, I it saw a the boring card. I saw the the reason. I saw like the reasons on it from the the, the rules committee, and I read the article, and I thought it, it all sounded pretty fine to me. And I, I know that there's a. There's a very vocal portion of, of the magic community, the, the commander community, that really, really dislike the rules committee and really dislike the things that they discuss and talk about in their articles. And I know it came up last month when there was an article talking about wheels and how, how like that was something that was being discussed and those sort of wheel strategies and everybody got upset and started kicking off saying, oh, they're going to ban wheels or this, that and all about that. And it's like, well... Another way to look at this whole breach of ban is is a nice, is it's just kind of a nice counter to that to say they think wheels are a problem. So let's let's what what is the most problematic card with wheels? Whole breacher. Yep. Let's ban that because that's the thing that's causing the the, the strategy to be so problematic. Yep. Like you, you still do have things, you know, boring things that you can do if if you do really want to be that person and. You want to play Notion Thief? You want to play Narset? Like, go ahead. You can still do those, but they're significantly worse than Hullbreacher. Yep. And that means you can still have your wheels too. Like, yep. yeah. It just seems like the logical solution to yeah a potential problem that they were all having. There's just there's so many so many things happened with it. So like, obviously, anytime there's a banning commander, people think that Sheldon Menery is a mean bastard who deserves to receive death threats for some reason, because most of these people are children who don't understand how to. Correctly evaluate their emotions. Well, he, he banned the merfolk, Sam. So banned he banned the three mana merfolk that I haven't had a chance to play with. <laughs> but this thing, so like, one, it was a boring card because it just led to boring gameplay, and most of the time, as soon as it was resolved, it won the game, or it didn't win the game, but no one else had a chance to play the game, so yeah. you effectively won the game, but just sat there for twenty minutes doing nothing. Basically, no one who takes commander seriously was playing it because they they identified it as not fun so they didn't put it in their decks like most content creators who have talked about this band have said i never played it i never played against it because it's not fun 
Also, Sheldon Manu was playing the card. That's yeah. how he knows it was too good. <laughs> yeah. He was the one playing the card. Like, people are always so quick to be like, oh, Sheldon doesn't like this card, so he banned it. It's like, no, he was playing the card, dude. Also, the rules committee is three other people. Also, the commander advisory group at this point is like 20 different people from all walks of commander play uh, who all have their very own informed opinions, uh, two of which were added in this announcement, which is very cool. Yeah. Um, and... <laughs> there's so many different you know people talking about the card on social media they definitely pay attention to that there are so many things that go into this ban and also Leovold is already banned and the reason that Leovold is banned is the exact same reason as Holbreacher because it's not fun with wheels and yeah. Holbreacher has flash so it's harder to interact with because you can just flash it in response to someone else's wheel which makes it extremely disgusting as yeah. well as your own wheels and the thing with Leovold was that you could cast it over and over and over again so like once you dealt with it it would come back and Hull Breacher had that similar effect in the fact that it had flash, and the fact that it was more likely to interact with the wheel, and the same with the Leovold is more likely to interact with the wheel. Whereas Narset is the thing you have to cast at sorcery speed, so you see it coming, you know what's happening, and you can attack it and kill it. Yeah. Uh, which is a lot harder to do than countering a removal spell on your Hull Breacher. It's just a whole a whole bunch of things that people got so mad about it. Uh, and <laughs> the commander, the the commander rules committee have like. I don't know, nearly a hundred years of magic playing experience. Yeah. <laughs> Sheldon Menery was literally a level five judge who yep. head judged at Pro Tours uh, and created Commander as as a way to not play competitive magic in between judging shitloads of extremely competitive magic. But the man knows what he's talking about, and so do the rest of the rules committee, and so do the rest of the Commander Advisory Group. But, but, but you, random person on the internet, really definitely know better than those people because you never played with Hull Breacher? <laughs> I don't understand what these people's argument is. Yeah, same. And again, the, the thing that it always, always, always comes back to, Commander, is, is Rule Zero. Rule Zero exists. If you and your playgroup decide that you don't agree with that ban and you would like to play with Hull Breacher in your playgroup, you can go ahead. Play like, with it. Yeah, like... Then, like Sheldon isn't going to come to your house and arrest you. Like he'll be happy for you. He'll yeah. be extremely happy for you. It's the same with. I mean, one of the most. Uh, oh, you've you've taken the spirit of the format and you're going with it. Cool. Yeah, like, you're taking you're taking our framework and changing it so that you have more fun. Excellent. Yeah. That's the entire point of Commander. <laughs> and like one of the the other the, the bigger high profile members of the Commander Brownie Group, Commander Advisory Group, Shivam is like yeah, played the things. Do what you yeah. want. <laughs> Magic is yeah. about having fun. Do the thing. Right? Like if you want to play Paradox Engine, you want to play Iona, do it. That's fine. As long as the people yeah. you're playing with understand that you're going to do that and they're okay with it, do what you want. Yeah, I've played a bunch of times against people that have got silver boarded cards in their deck and it's just fun. Because like, it's fun, yeah. Yeah. I'm playing Ancestral Recall. I don't care. As long as you <laughs> tell me beforehand, they don't surprise me with your powerful cards. Like, if that's what you want to do, if you're like playing, it's not even a good card in command. I mean, that's okay, thing, it's, like... it's, it's probably a good card in commander, but it's not even a great card. Yeah, if you're like, if you're playing, uh, fucking, uh, like old border tribal or whatever, and because that makes your deck bad, because most good cards, like ninety nine percent of good cards in commander, were printed in the year twenty twenty. Yeah. Then you're like, oh, do you mind if I like play a Black Lotus in this deck so it's a slightly more powerful because my cards are bad? Sure, do what yeah. you want. I don't care. <laughs> I just want to have fun. Like it's, it's the, the whole thing with like, 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 like imagine playing a Library of Alexandria in Commander. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it doesn't matter. Like, an do awful card. Want. Like, yeah. If you if you want to play that, that's absolutely fine. The whole the whole reason I play Commander specifically is because it's vaguely related to a game I'm very very interested in, and the entire point is to have fun. Like 
pretty much every Commander game I play is an excuse to hang out and chat with people that I like and spend time with them while also doing a thing, a thing we all think is fun. The end goal yeah. isn't to win a game of Commander or even to play a game of Commander, it's just to hang out with people and have fun. Yeah, totally. That's, totally. My, that's my entire MO. It's, it's most of the reason I play any video games, all of which I suck at, but <laughs> I play... Like, I, I'm really bad at Dead by Daylight, but I, I play it with my friends because it's a fun way to interact with my friends, right? Not because I, you're, a, you're a capital G gamer. No, I'm so bad at video games. The only video game I'm good at is Time Splitters 2, specifically on the PlayStation 2. It's a very good game, though. It's a very good game, but it's the only one I'm good at, and it's always because I play the monkey because no one can because it's shorter than <laughs> no one, one can, so hit no the one can shoot. Yeah. Exactly. All right, all right. Odd job tactics, sure. Yeah. <laughs> no, I never played odd job and Goldmine. Come on. <laughs> I have. I have oh, some. It's the best. It's the best. Everyone odd job slappers only. It was great. Slappers <laughs> only. Clearly, you had more cutthroat childhood friends than I did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, man, I'm just, I mean, just play fun, to have fun. So if someone comes at me and is like, I'm playing really bad Merfolk Tribal and I'd really like to have Whole Breacher because it adds to the power of my deck, which would autom- like automatically be poor. Sure, like, I don't care. And then if you, like, immediately go Whole Breacher Windfall, I'm going to be mad at you. Yeah. But uh, and even then, I won't be that mad. I don't care that much. If you wanted to win that game of Casual Commander, sure. Yeah, like, I, I, you know, I play a wheel deck. I wasn't playing Hole Breacher in the wheel deck, because I don't own one. You are playing I'd, Narset, I'd, though. I'd probably, yeah, I'd probably put one in, if I had one. But that's, Yeah. Know, I'm definitely, definitely playing Narset, and I have definitely, definitely had games where I, I could go turn four, I've got a Narset in play, and I can cast a, a Time Twister. But yep. I'm not going to. Like, what's the point? Yeah, and like also, or like, like if I want to win, if I want to win on turn four, I'll just play Legacy. Like, yeah, also, or you'd put the time twister on the sack in that situation, and we'd all go, "Do you mind if you don't?" And you'd be like, "Okay, yeah, <laughs> do something else," because <laughs> the whole point is to have fun. Yeah, or we'd totally. just go like, "Yeah, sure, scoop up and play another game." Like, it don't, <sighs> man. People are getting commander wrong. It's, it's yeah, what's, I, th- what's I think I think the issue game. the issue is just communication for sure. Like, for sure. <laughs> like just just. Talk to your playgroup, talk to your friends in in every situation when it comes to commander. Like even like that when yeah, I've got an asset on board, I've got a time twister in my hand. You know, and I could just say, oh, I've got a time twister in my hand. Can I cast it? Would it be too miserable? Or have you all got rubbish hands? And we'll just we'll just say I've won here, and then we'll go to another game. Like yeah. that, that's that's it's totally not unreasonable to say that. Like. Man, it's just something to know. do while you're hanging out with your friends, honestly. Yeah, totally, it's, totally. If I want, you know, like you say, if I want to win, I'll play Legacy, and even then I'm just doing that so I can hang out with people. <laughs> yeah. like, it's just an excuse to... Like, when someone's like, oh, do you want to come around to my house and play Legacy? I'm like, yeah, because we want to have a couple of drinks and, and chat while while putting some cardboard on the table and turning it sideways. Yeah. That's the point. It's the point of everything. It's the point of magic. Like the yeah, like the, the, the dad who brought his kids down to pre-release. The point of that was to have fun with his, with his kids and do something that they really enjoy and be a part of that. That's the point. It's not to win and go four hour at pre-release and win four booster packs of adventures in the Forgotten Realms, which are shit to open. It's about having fun. <sighs> All right, yeah. what am I going to get angry about next? Tell me. Uh, well, next up, hot off the press, we've got some uh, some brand new news today. The Magic Tournament rules has been updated, so we Yay. finally have the release notes for Adventures of Forgotten Realms. That comes with a with a tournament rules update. And there's some interesting ones here. So I think the, the biggest change, really, is that uh, you can now have electronic devices uh, during play. So you can use 
electronic devices during play uh, to look up Oracle text in Gatherer, or you can also use a die rolling app, um, but obviously you're not allowed to use them for outside assistance, which that it it seems like that was something that was that was bound to happen and is cool and is finally you know one of the last pieces of magic actually aligning itself for the 21st century <laughs> like the fact that you have to have magic the gathering companion app to play like in in sanctioned events in comparable events now yeah now we comparable events you can use use your phone to look up oracle text or you can use your phone to roll a die which I think it's good. I think it's good, definitely. I think yeah. there's, you know, there's going to be a non-zero amount of of cases where people will use their phone to look up. I don't. I don't know. I don't even know what what outside assistance you could have. I don't. Know, I, I guess. Sideboarding sure. guides that you're already allowed to write on a piece of paper, keeping your netbox. Yeah, sideboarding guides. Like potentially, you could like, you could have your friend standing behind the person you're playing and you could send them a text and they could text you information from the other player, player's hand yeah right like, I guess yeah it, it, it'll be easier to do that but, but I imagine like... you're not allowed to use your like I imagine if you're using your phone to, so you're allowed to use it exactly exclusively uh, looking up Oracle's text or using a dice rolling app and I assume uh, you have to show yeah. your opponent your, your phone screen or your yeah that, that's screen it while you're yeah, doing so... it so they know exactly what's on your phone yeah, so so it has to it has to be publicly visible information. So you, what you have to be doing on your phone it has to be publicly visible. So they've got a clause in there saying that electronic device use is still prohibited during drafts and limited deck building, because um, the idea of publicly visible doesn't apply cleanly there, and there's no reason for them to be used during that period. So, yeah, like if you are if you're attempting to sneakily text somebody who's standing behind your opponent so they can then reply with the with the cards that are in your opponent's hand like your opponent has to be able to see what you're doing on your device so yeah. you couldn't even do that like, yeah. I mean, it I, just seems like a nice sensible change to me yeah for sure I mean I think phones or some kind of electronic device should be allowed generally just to be on the table like face yeah. up so they can see what's and I guess if you receive some kind of uh, <laughs> some kind of inappropriate text then uh, maybe that's not a good idea <laughs> But I'm sure there are things that phones are useful for, for like you know people with certain disabilities. I'm sure like having a phone yeah. for some kind of app that makes their life easier when they're playing Magic would be a good idea. So like people should be able to have their phones out. But yeah, it's, definitely. It's just totally fine. Just like I don't know, like language barriers would probably be a lot easier as well if you were yep. able to like use some kind of translation app while you're like on your phone while you're playing. Yeah, that's it. The potentially translation app. Yeah, in terms of like yeah trying to talk to the other person. Or yeah, yeah, Oracle text if your opponent's playing like cards in a language that you, you don't understand. Like, don't attack me personally. Come on. <laughs> you understand I'm, some Japanese, so that's fine. Uh, uh, a little bit, not Nihongo Jozu, but you know. A little bit. <laughs> you often send me messages in Japanese. <laughs> uh, just want to put it into practice. <laughs> you just want to flex on me. You want to flex yeah, your, maybe, your, maybe. your weeb credit on me. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I think it's a good change. It's a great change. And I can't be annoyed about this. And I look forward to someone somewhere getting annoyed about it so I can be annoyed at them. Yeah. So that's I, I think magic. I think a very good part of this also ties into another section of the rules update. Uh, the fact that you can now use a, an electronic die rolling app. So obviously Dungeons yeah. & Dragons, the big update was that. There are going to be loads of different cards that care about die rolling. And again, that's something that people got unreasonably upset about for A, R and G, and B, 
the uh, the type of dice that you're allowed to roll. So the the update that the rules sort of says that you can't for cards that require a d20, you can't use a spin down. You have to use a a specifically a, a d20, um, which that puts that all of all of that argument to bed, which is good. Uh, but you're also obviously allowed to use a, a die rolling app for that, which I th I think would just be the cleanest way. Like, there's not going to be any manipulation involved there at all. Maybe, maybe Wizards of the Coast should just put a die rolling app into the the Magic Companion app. That's what I was about to suggest. Yeah, why isn't that? Yeah, thing? why don't they just like in Companion? There should just be a life total and die thing in there as well. Like, they say it can't be that difficult, but this is Wizards of the Coast and a bit of software, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, the companion app so far has been fairly easy to use, so... Yeah, because it's a really simple, rudimentary bit of software. Yeah, so is Wizards Event Reporter, and that was still one of the most hellish experiences I've ever had on a computer. So Yeah, yeah. The fact that companion app is usable is surprising, but surely they make a dice running app. Didn't they have, like, an official live counter app at some point? Like a Magic the Gathering live counter app that wasn't, like, a third-party software? Or did I make that up in some kind of horrid fever dream? No, no, there was, there was one. What, what was that called? There was one, but it was cancelled. It's on the booster boxes for Ravnica, for Guild of Ravnica, an advert for it, but it was yeah. actually cancelled. I don't think it, I, it, I mean, I think it was called a companion app, but I can't be right. It must have been something remember. else. But yeah, like, surely, like, a, an old... Portal, was it the Portal app? The Portal, yeah, that was it. There we go, yeah. Yeah, that it? was all going to be in, in yeah. Magic Portal, but then that got cancelled. Yeah, so why isn't the companion app just, like, everything you could possibly need for Magic? Like, like surely an app that's, like, has dice rolling, has a way to randomise the starting player of a game, has... Like a link to Gatherer on it, wouldn't that be like a great app? Yeah, and you could yeah. even be a bastard company and charge money for it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'd because there are still ways to access those things for free. But it, one yeah, easy ga thing. the Games Workshop have uh, Games Workshop have some pretty good apps uh, for like 40k and Age of Sigma. That, yeah, I subscribe like, to it. Yeah, yeah, I subscribe to the Age of Sigma one. It's like 99 pence a month. Yeah, I don't mind paying that at all. No, for um, sure. Yeah, and it's got all the useful stuff on there, and they're con continuing updating it. Yeah. Why doesn't magic have that? <laughs> like you're saying, like join us in the 21st century. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. I, think yeah. I mean, I mean, I can answer two. the question. I know, I know why they don't have it, but you know, it doesn't make sense for them not to have it. Yeah, uh, let's do that. But yeah, this this real strange is good, obviously, and I'm totally yeah. fine with it. So good. Yeah, big fan of it. It's just, it's it just seems correct now, like. Yeah, we're just surprised yeah. it wasn't done sooner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think it's good. I think it's good. Cool, so one more, I guess. I, I think I think really the theme this week is just like things people have kicked off about on the internet in the past week because it just seems like it's been something different every single day. Uh, but I did see a fairly interesting thread uh, on Reddit which was titled Amazon Customers Beware. It showed a stack of six Times Power Remastered booster boxes uh, and a video of, of somebody opening those boxes. Obviously, the boxes have got the sealed with the Coast wrapper on them. Showed the video of someone opening those boxes and then showing that, oh, every single booster pack in there had been cut open and all the packs had been tampered with and the product had been resealed. And a lot of people were A, surprised and B, upset and angry about it for a whole host of reasons. But I, yeah, I don't know. I think this is. This is something that is to be expected when you're purchasing from from big product, big big sort of big box stores. I know in America, it's 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 been a thing for ages that like 
Target and Kmart or wherever sells magic. Like people would just go, they would crack open the packs in in the displays and just take the cards, or they would buy the packs and then take the cards out and then return the empty packs to to like Target and stuff. And obviously the people working there are, are clueless about magic and would just accept it as a refund and just hang them back out. And then some poor sucker would come along and purchase those packs and open it up and find out oh, there's nothing in there and it's it's just not surprising to see this is happening on Amazon now and has been for quite a while Like just another reason to go to your actual LGS and buy products from them yeah totally Like just purchase purchase product from, from reputable places don't buy from third party sellers on Amazon don't buy from people with bad or, or no feedback on eBay like to kind of be aware of, of, of what you're purchasing and yeah something like time travel remastered your lgs might not have any in stock they might not have, not have any in stock at a price that you can afford but you can see oh there's a box on amazon that's considerably cheaper than my lgs there's there's probably a reason for that yep so i think it's it's just something people just need to be more aware of that like scams happen scams happen frequently and you should just be purchasing from reputable sellers if you can't buy for an you know, if you don't have an LGS, look at places like look at places like Magic Card Market, a TCG player, like platforms that are, you know spe- specifically deal in Magic the Gathering, that have rating systems. Like the vast majority of people on there aren't looking to scam you; they're looking to actually, you know, actually trade, actually make make sales and buy things because it's it's in their best interest to do that and not rip people off for like yeah. Twenty to two hundred pounds or whatever, like it's just not worth it for the vast majority of people who are legitimately want to, you know, want to trade magic cards. I just don't understand how people are still getting scammed on the internet in twenty twenty one. It's like you know when people, yeah. you hear about people falling for like phone scams and they like give all their bank t- details to some random person over the phone because they pretend to be a bank. Yeah. I'm yeah. Like, how are you? How? Like, hey, I understand with like you know an older generation, perhaps they're not used to these kind of things, but how are you the kind of person that's like? into magic enough to be willing to spend over £200 on a single box of sealed magic product and you're falling for like extremely cheap third party sellers it's like the people that post like links to like extremely dodgy Chinese websites who are selling like boxes yeah. of, of Modern Horizons for like £80 each and I'm like, is this legit? Are you joking? Yeah. <laughs> Do you, so you think every store in the world is selling that product for at least £200 and you think it might be legit but someone's selling it for 80 Yeah. Are you How? The cost price is double that. What are you talking about? I don't understand how people fall for these scams. It's 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 frustrating. It's sad that these people are falling for this thing, and I just don't understand it. I don't I don't get how you get to the position where you think that if something looks too good to be true, it is. Why? How is that not a thing that's still true? Yeah, that's it. I, I think maybe just a lot of people just haven't learned that lesson, and I, I don't know. I I, I haven't. Even, I was gonna say like I I, I learned that lesson, but. I don't think I've ever really been particularly burnt by anything. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I again, it's, it's not something that I feel like would ever catch me out. But again, I mostly only buy from reputable vendors. And yeah, I've purchased sealed magic product from Amazon before. But if it's first-party Amazon that's selling it, then ninety-nine point nine nine percent of the time that product is coming shipped directly from Wizards of the Coast to Amazon. So. Yeah, I don't know. I just buy I stuff know. from LGSs. Like, yeah. 
if nothing else, like there are so many good reasons to buy real estate. Many like you're supporting a, a, a small business, you're supporting a business that directly deals in the thing you're interested in, and having real estate in the world is a good thing. You could directly support a place that you go to play Magic, and they need all the money if they can get, so they can keep hosting Magic events that you play in yeah. for fun. Uh, you won't get scammed. You know, you you know, most of the time you physically know those people. Even you know, currently if you're just ordering online, and you don't want to go to a physical place to go to go pick stuff up, you probably know the people that are running that store. There's accountability. Also, if something goes really wrong, you can shame the shit out of them on the internet, and they will go out of business quickly, <laughs> and that's satisfying. Uh, it's it's so easy to to buy, and like if you're the kind of person that's that's willing to spend two hundred and 200 pounds on a box of magic cards spend that extra 30 quid and buy it from a reputable seller who has accountability and, and even if it's still sealed we'll probably refund you the entire amount and lose money on paypal fees just to keep you happy yeah like if you have 200 pounds and like that's the only 200 pounds you have to spend then why are you spending it on a box of sealed magic cards just buy it on spend it on singles yeah definitely it's very, I very think, confusing i think my my line on it very much falls in, in line with with the professor from tarot community college like buy from the LGS when reasonable like I think there there are definite definite cases where it makes sense like the amount of money you save purchasing elsewhere makes sense to purchase it from from those other places you know like you do see some ridiculously cheap box prices on Amazon sometimes especially when they run sales because that's you know they can afford to do it if if Amazon's yeah. selling a box 50 pounds cheaper than an LGS 100% it makes sense to just buy it from from Amazon that time but yeah you know, don't. I mean, don't completely forget about your LGS. Definitely, definitely spend money there, wherever possible. Like where it makes where it's reasonable to do so. Well, it's like with the uh, with like like Tesco and stuff when they used to stop magic for that brief like six month window. Yeah. And they sold Exclam packs. Sometimes they would just be on massive sale because loads of their products are on sale for way less than cost price because they just need yeah. to move stock and they need shelf space. So they'll just take any kind of. They've made enough money on everything else they sell, so they can sell this for absolutely cheap and the internal value of what a booster pack is obviously doesn't matter to them, so they can sort of... I assume the same is similar for Target and Walmart and what have you. Um, yeah, I mean, it happened with, with Game, when I mean, yeah. retail stores were actually allowed to, to reopen again, you know, post-lockdown last year. Um, Game had a massive sale on all of their Magic the Gathering stuff, because it obviously wasn't selling for them, but you could yeah. pick up uh, Throne of Eldraine um, bundles, like collector bundles, or the deluxe, but what I have no idea what they called it. Yeah. The the bundle where you got a collector booster pack in, you could pick up yep. those for four ninety nine each from, from yeah, game. Because that's just stock. They, they need to clear the shelves. They need to clear their warehouse. Yeah. They have nowhere to put it. It's better to get five pounds than it is to put it in the skip, which is where it will go if it doesn't sell. Yeah, because uh, they need space. Whereas like a magic retailer obviously knows the value uh, and won't sell it for cheaper than cost price because it has an intrinsic value and it will eventually sell. Uh, but yeah, like in those situations, sure. Buy the shit out of four pound ninety nine <laughs> collector bundles, um, but if something on the internet looks too good to be true, you're probably going to get scammed. Stop getting scammed. How are you getting scammed? Yeah. I've been scammed in my life. How yeah. do you get scammed? It's okay. No, that's a lie. I probably got scammed on RuneScape. But that's right. <laughs> that's a rite of passage for playing RPGs on the internet, right? And scammed on RuneScape. I mean, I've, I've never been scammed on RuneScape. I mean, I've never played RuneScape, really. Um, yeah, I was played playing like five it minutes every day once of my and then... life between like the, the ages of 8 and 17, so... Yeah. I had a lot of time to get scammed. But that's not real money, that's fine. <laughs> I was mostly playing free-to-play at that point, so I lost uh, pixels. Um, but how are you getting scammed out of money? That's absurd. In it that you were engaged enough to be, like, 
buying Magic the Gathering product on the internet, how an expensive, like, premium Magic the Gathering product like Time Spot or Remastered Boosters, it's not like an, an aunt trying to buy uh, uh, <laughs> Magic product from, from for, for a relative and they don't know the value of Magic cards so they think they're getting a good deal and they get scammed. Like, I, I kind of understand that because they have no yeah. context, they have no perspective on that, but for the kind of person that wants to buy a Time Spot Remastered Boost box, don't buy it for really cheap that's obviously less than cost price I guess people don't know what cost price is do they they don't oh yeah yeah no no a vast majority of people no yeah a vast majority of people don't ever see or really think about that oh should I do a should I do a crash course yeah it's very simple so uh, I I work for a magic store and we buy many 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 magic seal products Um, so loads of distributors uh, in in Europe and and there is one in the UK that I think is in the UK and the European distributors are now Obviously, an absolute nightmare to buy from because uh, you keep getting VAT and customs charges just slapped on because if you buy yeah. them from Europe, because Brexit, and I'm yet to see a single benefit from Brexit, uh, surprisingly. Uh, uh, it's um, it's faster to buy things from Japan than it is from France now. Yes, it is. I, I, that's, I, uh, that's, that's the only benefit I've, I've, I've discovered recently. Yeah, I'm waiting. I bought a Japanese card from France. Uh, I bought that 13 days ago. It was well, shipped 13 days ago. So it hasn't arrived. I bought some cards from both Haruria and Tokyo MTG, and they arrived within four days. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> crazy. Um, the only positive. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, so, so there's a distributor, and they have their their cost price. So th- th- we buy it from them at so say a regular booster box, cost price is roughly 60 pounds. Pull that number out of my house because I don't actually yeah. buy them, but I yeah. <laughs> work with the person who does, right? Buy for sixty pounds, and then obviously you have to pay VAT on that because you're a store selling a, a product for a profit. You have to pay VAT on that. So the way we get to the price of the, the ninety pound price of a boost box is you add VAT, which is twenty percent, and then you add uh, a number on that tries to make profit on that, which accounts for uh, shipping fees uh, and staff time, right, and listing it on the website and everything like that. And that's how you get to a price. So like the actual amount of money we make on a boost box is about five to eight pounds. Yeah. Because we the cost price of VAT and staff time, right? Because like that just doesn't just happen for free. Uh, so then they all arrive, and then you buy them from us. That's that's how it works. So like we have spent an amount of money on that booster box, and if we do not get that amount of money, we've lost that amount of money. So like it's why trading in your cards for sale product is kind of bad for the store, because they've spent sixty pounds on a booster box plus VAT, so they're spending roughly seventy pounds on a booster box, and then you're giving them magic cards for that, which aren't necessarily going to... So instead of giving them cash for that, you're giving them cards. And sure, those cards might sell, but they're not going to sell immediately. So they're then £70 down on that purchase that, that they made. And, and that's why things aren't absurdly cheap, and that's why booster box prices are kind of high. Yeah. Because they're high for us to buy. It's, 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 it costs a certain amount of money for us to acquire that item to sell to you. We're not getting them for like £10 and sending you for 90 <laughs> and, and we can't sell... If we sell them for less than, less than the... the the cost price, then we're losing money. So, there are people that have bought stuff like Times Square Remastered on Amazon for less than cost price, and they've been surprised when they've been scammed. Like, if it's less than cost price, that's not right because you're losing a lot of money on that transaction. But that's basically why, because there's a cost price that we, we've had to spend money. Obviously, like a lot of a lot of money <laughs> goes into buying product for, to sell to to people. And if they don't sell, then mm, it's a problem, right? Yeah. Well, that's yeah, that's that's yeah. I think I think there's just there's, there's a lot of stuff like that that people just don't ever consider or ever really yeah. 
ever really come into contact with, so they just yeah, they just yeah. don't think about it at all. But I don't know if they think like Wizards yeah. of the Coast just give us booster boxes to sell because that doesn't happen. <laughs> we have to buy all the products and we make it. We put a, a small markup and we try and make a smaller markup as we can so it's appealing to you. But we make very little profit on those on those items. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's one of the reasons why getting rid of MSRP was such a bad thing. Absolutely. Well. Because people, you know, can, people can try and scalp you, can try and trap you. Yeah. Even stores can, and I'm sure I'm sure some stores do. But I mean, even even between you know, purchasing from an LGS for you know for a, a good fair price, and then purchasing from from Amazon at their actual you know first party retail Amazon price, yeah. there's going to be a big difference because you you have that that middleman there in terms of distributor, yeah. like Wizards of the Coast, they sell. The booster boxes to a distributor. The distributor then sells it to the stores. With Amazon, Wizards of the Coast sell stuff directly to Amazon. So you cut out that middleman. You take out a yep. step, and that's where they're allowed to. That's where they're able to just make things ever so slightly cheaper. And then yep. also, there are. I don't know. Like, I don't want to say multi-billion because it's like. It it seems silly applying any kind of number to Amazon. They have infinite wealth. They have absolutely infinite wealth. So it doesn't matter if they sell things for less than what an MSRP would be. They make up so much more elsewhere. Like it just does. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you know what amount Amazon sell it for. So yeah, uh, LGS is 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 never ever ever going to beat Amazon, unfortunately, in yeah, terms of pricing. Like but, we, we could, but but then we they're, they're going to be Amazon. So, like you're never going to be Amazon on pricing, but you're going to be Amazon in so many other different ways. Yeah, like and you just have big. to make that make that decision. Like, yeah. is is five pounds, ten pounds more worth it? So I can continue to come play with a store. So I can continue to come and see my friends and make new friends, have new experiences. Yep. Which yeah, vast vast majority of the time, if not every time, it just it just totally is. Yeah, I mean, like even if there are problems with your with your order, like. The person's to customer service, like with us, if you send us a Facebook message or an email or call us on the phone, like there's a person on the other end of the phone that that intimately knows the the details of that product that you've bought, yeah, and intimately knows the surrounding context. When you're when there's a problem with your Amazon order, you're first in a queue of millions of people. Yeah. You're speaking to someone who's massively overworked, working in some kind of uh, call center or. or I mean, not even that. Like you're probably just speaking to to an AI assistant at first. And yeah, then exactly. You'll do that for an hour or so, and then you might actually get to talk to a real person. Yeah, a real person who's overworked, underpaid, and is reading from a script because they have to, uh, and doesn't understand what a Magic the Gathering booster box is. So they're not going yeah. to like try and help you over that thing because they physically can't. Uh, whereas we're like, if if we like ship out the wrong product or, or there's a problem with the product, you're speaking to a person who understands the thing and wants you to wants you to have a good experience because we want you to come back to our store. Uh, and also, we like to think we're friendly. And I know that, that there are several other stores whose customer service people, or just general, because the customer service people are just the staff, right? They're just whoever happens to answer yeah. the phone or the email, um, who are extremely friendly, extremely helpful, and will try and make your experience as best as possible. Um, like, I mean, Axion, who are just their customer service is absurd. Like, I had yeah, I, I bought yeah. a couple of random foil cards, and they called me up and said, "Oh, unfortunately, one of them is like play instead of the name that you've bought. Where would you like the refund to go to?" And I was like, "Oh, you know, you don't need to refund. That's totally fine." Um, yeah, the same thing happened to me literally last week. Uh, I bought some of the, the triomes from them. Um, obviously, they were listed as near mint, but I literally got a phone call not too long after I placed the order saying, "Oh, they're listed as near mint, but they've they've obviously they've come." pack fresh but they do have a, a slight like bit of a whitening on one of them when it's come out of the pack it came in the pack that way and I was like well yeah, it's fine it should be yeah. totally totally be expected given was the coast quality control as of late but yeah. 
Yeah, like that, that sort of thing you don't get with Amazon. Like exactly, yeah, they don't know. If they, <laughs> it's just gonna it's gonna show up as it is, and you know, a lot of the time, if you've opened it, you can't return it in the in the uh, in the same condition that you purchased it in. Yeah, exactly, and and like you said, like there's a place. Oftentimes, there's a place that you can go and play there. You can you can actually go and play the game that you're purchasing from Amazon, right? Um, yeah. And they won't that won't exist forever if you don't give them your money. Uh, so you should give them, give them your money where possible, and like it's I've never it's it's like the same as like going to an independent cafe instead of a Starbucks or a Costa, right? Yeah. Like sure, I go to Starbucks or Costa all the time because they're convenient and they they have absurd amounts of vegan options at this point. Um, but you, you'd go there because you you're willing to pay a slightly higher price for a product because you know that you're supporting directly some people who care about the thing they do. And that's the same with an LGS. It's the same with, with any yeah. with any game retailer whatsoever. Like, just I don't understand. I've never bought anything um, related to any kind of game or hobby that isn't directly from an LGS, or if it's like secondhand from an actual person, not from some random third place. <laughs> you know? Yeah, totally. It's uh, it's uh, it's wild what people will do to try and save a few quid. And like, if you play Magic the Gathering, you probably comfortable enough to spend a little bit extra money on your sale product, so please do. Yeah. And don't get scammed. How are you getting scammed? <laughs> oh god. I don't know. It's so weird. It's the, it's the main point. Just just Stop being scammed is so easy to yeah. not get scammed. Not <laughs> get scammed in the year twenty twenty one, I know. It's incredible, isn't it? Yeah. It is. Good. Cool. Well I think it was a bit of a bit of a different episode, I think. I think like I had fun. Yeah, me too. That's just the a lot of little things have, have happened, and there's just a lot, a lot of things to talk about. And yeah, I feel like we're we're in that period where there isn't there isn't a magic set releasing next week or the week after. So yeah, the hype yeah. train is the hype train is just on on cruise at the moment, and it's nice. It feels really nice. Yeah. I don't know what I don't know what it's going to look like in terms of you know actually getting out and being able to play magic with with people anytime soon. I can't imagine that that's going to happen, but. If it was, I think that would be a really, a really good time for it to come back now. If it was something that would would be possible and yeah. would be would be feasible and, and not dangerous. Yeah, I mean the, the the main thing is if you're comfortable going out currently because you can basically do whatever you want now. Yeah. Uh, until I, it's not until going September to it. probably. <laughs> yeah, right. That's not going to. It. Um, if you're happy to do that, then go and support your address and give them money, please. Yeah. Give them all your totally, money. Totally. Totally. Because they need it, and they're the reason that magic exists. So, yeah, do it. Cool. So that's all we have time for this week. Um, if you want to come, let us know your, your opinions. Obviously, we've spoken about a lot of things this week. We could cool hear your takes on the banning of cards, such as Book of Exalted Deeds and, and, and Hole Breacher. How do you feel about Hole Breacher? Are you happy like me? Because now you get a nice little discount on a legacy staple. <laughs> let us know on Twitter. You can get us on HFDcast on Twitter. Or facebook.com slash hfdcast or if you've really enjoyed anything in this episode would like to give back in a monetary value you can hit us up at patreon we're at patreon.com slash arrow devastation tiers start from as little as one dollar per month that's roughly 20 25 cents per episode this podcast is brought to you by manleague.com the local friendly gaming store uh, you can use the promo code hofd5 at checkout for five percent of your whole order including sealed products <laughs> yeah look at that you even get a get a saving bring your price closer if not even better than Amazon we're trying totally to lose money to, to help you buy magic cards yeah. come on <laughs> if you want to find me on my own personal social media on Twitter I'm at Peach Garden Oaf Facebook I'm Joe Loudon I'm in pretty much any of the magic groups uh, 
also stream every Friday night on Twitch. We do Friday night magic. We do just just a whole host of different magic related things. So we did Adventures of Forgotten Realm draft last week. Maybe we'll do some standard 2022 this week. Boom. I also <laughs> started a new stream on Sunday mornings. Um, if if Japanese wrestling is your thing, 8 a.m. BST Sunday morning. Come get yourself up early, have a coffee with me, we'll watch some wrestling together and have some fun. Uh, it's twitch.tv slash peachgardenoaf. That's really cool. Yeah, it's good fun. It's good fun. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at snail69. Nice. Thanks. Uh, uh, tweets are just doom and gloom about the world, and also I'm trying to do a little bit of miniature painting for at least 30 minutes every day. And I'm coming currently on day 10. I've, I've painted for at least 30 minutes sometimes up to like 5 hours every day for the last 10 days in a row and I'm posting pictures there so go look at this yeah, that's really cool that's really cool that's something I need to get on definitely it's just it's just discipline it's just getting into a habit I'm like okay slap a little bit of paint on and because there's a lot of because it feels like a lot of a lot of miniature painting posts on social media is like pristine finished models that like people are really proud of and they get loads of likes and stuff and it's hard to get worn out but just like posting it's like I did this little bit of painting today it's and you know there's a community of people using the hashtag copy streak that like all interact with each other it's really nice yeah so, seems really cool yeah I might check that out awesome that's all we have time for this week once again the card fair has returned so see you again next week on our devastation